0: Hare Krishna. So I just remembered that we were reading the pastime of Jayan Vijaya, and we never finished reading it, the commentary by Jiva Goswami. So we're going to continue that today, as far as I remember, if that's correct. We're going to continue that today. And I may have mentioned that I discovered the vanip- Vanipedia. On the Vanipedia, I found a section where people are asking questions to Srila Prabhupada about the spiritual world. So I started studying that last week. And so when we finish the Jai Vijay, we're going to study that. And then also we have another document, which are quotes from Srila Prabhupada about the spiritual world. So there might be some overlap. But this document by Vanipedia, if you don't know what Vanipedia is, just Google Vanipedia. And it's organized Prabhupada's words in ways that the Vedabase hasn't, or it seems, or maybe easier. In any, in any case, this document is it's just uh questions people are asking a Prabhupada. In the spiritual world, if you go to the spiritual world, can you go from Baikunta to Goloka and what if you do this? Do you get there? And so forth. It's just interesting. So once we finish the story of Jaya and Vijay, which is also interesting, we're going to read we're going to read from this document questions and then we also this other document which i originally compiled we'll also read a little from from both of those it's a little more of the direct philosophy from Prabhupada's books about the nature of the spiritual world so that's our home we're meant to go there that's that's you know where every there's no demonstrations no coronavirus none of that so if you don't like what's going on here that's a good place to go because it doesn't have those same problems if you you know it's like it's like everything we don't like about this world doesn't exist there so you have a invitation from Krishna he's inviting you all and you just have to get ready and we're going to get ready now by chanting you know, it's one of the ways you get ready by chanting, chant, chant, chant. Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Hare Hare.
1: Jai Radha Marhava, Punjabi hari Radha. i Na na na, na ja na na ja
0: I was just thinking while I was chanting that a few weeks ago, you may remember, I couldn't sing. <clears throat> I don't know why. I just, like, had no voice. So now I can sing better. Maybe not perfect, but better. And I was thinking, you know, Krishna can take away. Like It's like, you may be good at something, and then he just takes it away, and you can't, I, like a few weeks ago, I couldn't sing. I was just like, I couldn't. It wouldn't, wasn't working. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And Krishna, just like Krishna says, Vedaishta Sarva Um um For me, well, no, Matashmitya Gyanam Aponam For me comes knowledge, remembrance, and forgetfulness. So, Krishna can also take away abilities. It's just like, where did it go? I used to be able to do this, now I can't. So, I always think that way how dependent we are on Krishna. Like, you know, he can give, like Prabhupada used to say, his father would say, Krishna can give you with his ten arms what you can't even hold with your two. And also with his ten, he could take away what you can't hold on to with your two. So we should feel that way. That's that's humility. Right. Well, if I can do something, it's a gift. And Krishna could take away that gift. I could lose the ability, forget how to do it. I could, physically I could, it could be a malfunction of my body. Yeah. So, Hare Krishna. Śrīla Prabhupāda kī Jay namaṁ viṣṇu padāya Krishna. Prasthaya bhūtale śrīmati Bhakti vedanta shāmi. Chinamane namaste saraswati devī. Gauravāṇi pachārāṇi nirrī seya-sa-sindhivādhi Our discussion, we had, a, we, I don't know if you remember, but we had an interesting discussion last Time we were reading this it must have been Thursday or Friday. Lord Vishnu came out to meet the four Kumaras. And the four Kumars were angry, so he came out to appease them. He also came out to bless them by showing him his lotus, showing them his lotus feet. But he brought Lakshmi with him because in the presence of women Men are more well-behaved, and we had a whole discussion on this. You remember that? It was an interesting discussion. And when I was reading this, uh, and uh, I think I also mentioned that Prabhupada said the woman is the inspiration for man, and therefore the woman is more powerful. Which it's interesting. I find I find it. I was just when I was reading this, I was finding it very interesting because, as you all know, there are some. Derogatory statements about women. Of course, they're derogatory statements about materialistic men as well. But somehow it seems there's a, a bigger focus on this uh, that men are superior and women are inferior. And here, Prabhupada says, Behind every great man, well, the context was behind every great man, there's a great woman. A woman is the inspiration for man, and therefore the woman's more powerful. Um, and it says, Chanaka said, they're more cunning. Cunning means clever. So they're actually, you know, we say, women are less intelligent. Well, that's a whole other topic of what that means, but they're more clever. They're smarter. And there's some, there's some really smart women out there, aren't there? You've met them? Um, I, sometimes my wife, she tells me things. She, like, predicts the future. said, don't do this. This will happen. I say, how do you know? I said, I just know. <laughs> Woman's intuition. You know, then it happens, or she understands the situation in a way I don't. So I, I just find it. I find it sometimes in Krishna consciousness. There's something said in shastra which is greatly misunderstood, and one of the ways you know it's misunderstood is when the reality that you're seeing doesn't line up with what the shastra is saying. And it's not because the shastra is wrong; it's because you haven't understood the shastra properly. And I think that's important. And because otherwise, we'll see. When I say see reality, I mean see obje- objective truth. This is black. This is white. This is going five miles an hour. That doesn't. That doesn't. It, it's not debatable. It's just. It's a fact. And so some things we see, they're just facts, but they don't always corroborate with what we think the Shastra is saying about that situation or about those people. And so th- you, you have to either think think I have misunderstood Shastra or Shastra doesn't apply generally to everyone or um, my famous backup is it's Kali Yuga Prabhu. everything is mixed up. Because a lot of times, you know, things are supposed to be a certain way, and they were that way, but in Kali Yuga, everything is like topsy-turvy, upside down. You have demons and devotees in the same body, and people who are, who are my godbrother said, he said, I like to fix things, I like to make money, I like to manage, and I like to teach. So I'm a shudra, vaisha, Chatriya and a brahmin all in one body. And uh, I was thinking, yeah, it's like, you know, in in a purebred family, you're like a purebred Brahman or a purebred Chatriya. and Like Arjuna wanted to be a Brahman, Krishna said, no, you're a It was like just purebred, thoroughbred Chaitanya. In Kali Yuga, it's like, yeah, you've got like, some people have all four Varnas within them, and some people don't even have Varnas. They're like outside of varna. They're not even good enough to be shudra. They're like not human. So, you know, I think this is, this is such an interesting topic. I, I often contemplate it. Like, what, what do you do when the shastra says it's like this and then you look out your window and you're thinking, no, it's not like that. It's different. So I think, I think um, we've run into that problem in relation to women and we've minimized the value of their intelligence, their inspiration, their cunningness, their intuition, and so forth. And it's, um, it's actually a shame and it's a great loss. Um, anytime you minimize any segment of society as being less or inferior, uh, it's a great loss for you. Yes, different, but different doesn't mean less or inferior. And it doesn't mean that men aren't better in some things, but it doesn't mean women are not better in some things. And the women know that, it's just the men don't. Well, I can't say all the men don't. but A lot of men don't. The Women know because they live in a woman's body and they see what they're good at and they see what they're not good at. They see what the men are good at and what the men are not good at. So they understand that Krishna endowed them with some capabilities that men don't have. But somehow or other... We've got this this view that like they're just like bags of emotion and like you can't like can't trust them, they're not clean, they can't control themselves. I remember the first time I went to India was it was very difficult because we were we were sick. And I had one godsister who seemed who seemed to have transcended everything where we were moping and groping oh so sick I can't go to the temple somehow there she would pick herself up and force herself to dance and you know very very controlled and I was I wasn't looking at it philosophically like oh here's a woman more controlled than I am how did that happen I'm a man she's not supposed to be more controlled I just saw it objectively like she's she's being more austere and more renounced than most of the men so is that possible of course it's possible why not you know so i think i think a lot of what we're reading in shastra are broad generalizations and a lot of these broad generalizations as i'm saying they don't apply in kali yuga That's kali yuga is so mixed up isn't it that's like it's like you know you read something in shastra and you go you start scratching your head and how is it how is it like that i don't see it it's not well, that's how it used to be when they performed Garbadam Samskar and the Brahmins would give birth to Brahmins and chatras to chatras and things like that. So I, I think we need to be a little careful when we're we're reading Shastra and trying to understand it by also seeing the way the world is, the way the world works and understanding it in, in that context. If If I think what the Shastra is saying is this, and it means this, but in the world, it's not like that. There's some adjustment in my understanding that has to be made. Definitely. Now, I saw with Prabhupada, he seemed to be very flexible in this regard, sometimes saying or acting in ways which appear to be contradictory to things that he said previously, or things he had said in Shastra like one example you may know this story it's interesting we'll get to Jayan Vijay in a minute but we're, we're talking about women because talking about women is so interesting it captures everyone's attention right so this, this um, devotee got married when he was a new devotee in Christian consciousness at that time Prabhupada was marrying a lot of his disciples because they were, they needed to be married. A lot of them were living together. And he said, don't, don't live together if you're not married. So one devotee, after he got married, he realized that his wife is more Krishna conscious than he is. She's just more Krishna conscious. That's just how it was. And he wrote Prabhupada and he said, According to Shastra, the husband is supposed to be the guru, but my problem is that she's more advanced, so how can I be her guru? And the Prabhupada said, then she can be the guru. It was like, wasn't like was like, well, we have to discuss this with the GBC. I don't know if this is allowed. You know, This is not in Shastra. I don't know if we could say this. Let's get the Shastra Advisory Committee to study. Can can the wife actually be more advanced and act as a husband? Well, according to Manda this... But in Bhagavatam that, you know, and then you know, two years later you come up with okay, if she's more advanced, then you just take her guidance. Which goes against basically everything. The scripture says about the male-female relationship. And yeah, you know, everything that Shastra says about women less intelligent like that. So for Prabhupada it was like, okay, she's more advanced, you can follow her. And you know what happened. It's so interesting. This is, just makes it more interesting. And I'm, you know, I'm not like taking this to any kind of conclusion as a revolution in ISKCON. I'm just, you know, speaking as a teacher, you know, as to just, it's just interesting. So, when Prabhupada could not initiate someone personally, he would do it through the mail. And even Gayatri mantras were done through the mail. And the way He did it is that one brahman would give you the mantra or give you the thread and then you would listen to Prabhupada chanting the mantra on a tape in your right ear. He made the tape. Each word of the mantra and then someone would show you how to count. In India you count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. In America you count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. You imagine someone chanting Gayatri, like. But that's basically what you're doing. You just when you're chanting Gayatri, you're, this isn't not some mudra or some ritual. You're just counting. So you show them how to count. You give them the thread, and in this relationship, this woman had been initiated as a Brahmin, so it has to be a Brahmin who gives you the thread and so forth so what to do Prabhupada said well she can give you the thread this is interesting she doesn't even have a thread women don't wear threads well at some point in time and somewhere in history of India some sex the women did wear threads but now they don't and Prabhupada said you can give it to him that's like wait a minute how can a woman give a thread she doesn't even have one anyway so Prabhupada, you know, he was very fluid, flexible and certain things I think that became big deals for us were not big deals for Prabhupada. And any you could ask that of any Prabhupada disciple and I'm sure they'll concur with me that there, there were some things that were big deals and some things that were not big deals and sometimes we didn't make enough we didn't make a big deal about the things that were big deals and we made a big deal about the things that weren't but Prabhupada was very fluid he he was adaptable because because he was just dealing practically with real, the reality of what was going on so I, I don't want to say that just because you see something different from Shastra that means your seeing is perfect but sometimes there's just objective reality that this you know like, I, I like to joke. I said, you have two people. One, one is good with a knife, he's a butcher, and one is a good good with a knife, he's a surgeon, and you need a triple bypass surgery. So, Bakter Burfi goes to the hospital to get his triple bypass, and he finds out it's a woman. Say, of course, Chanaka says you can't trust a woman. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah? Because his insurance was going to cover it, they don't have any men who can do it, only female doctors on his insurance policy so he goes to a butcher because a butcher is a man and a butcher knows how to use a knife because they're cutting meat all the time he says men are more intelligent I'll go to get my triple bypass from the from the butcher I, I can't trust a woman they're not intelligent so you know that's the taking it to the logical the excuse me the illogical conclusion Bakti Burfi is very good at taking things to the illogical conclusion right? The Adventures of Bhakta Burfi. The Three Stooges become Bhaktas. You can, you can look up the Three Stooges. They do stupid things. Bhakta Burfi is kind of like the Three Stooges. D- Bhakta Burfi, he only understands things in a very narrow way. He doesn't have a broad nuance to understand. So that's the idea. So that's where we ended up. Mm. Mm. so mm. okay then we no, it's not where we ended up we were talking about the lotus and saffron on Krishna's feet and how it maybe we did finish I don't think we did Khamania, we didn't finish, did we? maybe we did and I don't know huh hmm Okay, so a little reminder what happened. They were not allowed in Vaikuntha, they were impersonalists. And so Jain Vijay rightly stopped them. They did the right thing. But the Kumaras thought they had a right to see Lord Vishnu, and they wanted, they were anxious to see Lord Vishnu. So Lord Vishnu knew, so he came out to pacify them and also to bless them by showing himself, and they wanted to see his lotus feet. And so we were discussing that. When they saw him walking, he was so beautiful, there was like a major transformation. And then simply, well, it was a... a, The transformation happened by seeing his beauty and smelling the aroma of the tulsi and the saffron that the wind had taken that aroma blew over his feet, into their nostrils, and then everything changed, which is like, you know, most devotees, when they hear that, and they think, you know how many tulsi leaves I've eaten in my life? You know how many tulsi leaves I've smelled? How many flowers offered to the deity I've smelled? How much sandalwood mixed with saffron paste has been put on my head in my life? You want to know how many times that has happened? And look at me, I'm still me. And the four kumaras, just once and that's it. It's not fair, it's not fair. I don't believe it, it's just a story, it doesn't really happen. Or, Or maybe you believe it and you think, wait a minute, it's like why? why them and not me why I have I'm taking charnam meat every day I see the deities every day I smell the flowers offered to the deities I drink the water offered to the deities I eat the food offered to the deities I wear the garlands offered to the deities and still I'm a jerk attached to my body and sense gratification I don't understand how is this true and I think we had mentioned often in commercials, you know, use this cream. You're 96, you'll look like you're 26. Just put the cream on, you'll wake up the next morning. you'll look like a Hollywood model. And then a little fine print says, results may vary. Yeah. Did anyone ever look like they're 26 after using the cream? Yeah, the ones who got Photoshop did. But in real life, no. Results may vary. And that sounds funny, but that's actually what the Shastra says. (laughs) It says it doesn't happen to everyone all the time. But it can happen. So, So maybe one day, you know, one day you take Charnarita, that's it. The whole spiritual world is going to be revealed. You know, there's some qualification is necessary also. So, that's where we left off. Um, so they were manifesting ecstasy and um, there's a prayer. Let me read this. It's from Rupa Goswami, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. The thoughts which arise owing to not obtaining the desired object or attaining an undesired one are called chinto or anxiety. The effects are deep breathing. So they're just, he's just describing the symptoms they were having. So, after beholding the beautiful form of the Lord, the Kumaras declared, O oh Lord, we have committed a great offense by cursing your servants. Let us be born in hell for this grievous sin. We read this. But let our hearts and minds always be engaged in the service of your lotus feet, our words made beautiful by speaking of your activities, just as tosi leaves are beautified when offered to your lotus feet, and our ears be feel filled, always filled with the chanting of your transcendental qualities. So there was a huge transformation. Obviously, I'm just checking to see anybody had anything (coughs) excuse me question (coughs) Hare Krishna Hare Krishna you know Sardia letter you want to post that again Kamania? In the comments, we can read it. It's, it's what I was talking about, right? Mm. So, on a sense what I absolutely love about Prabhupada is he, he was perfectly attached to tradition and shastra, and he was absolutely revolutionary, yeah, adaptable. This is the, this is the secret: to know what not to change and to know what to change. And when to change it, and how to change it, and once changed, if it doesn't work, how to change it back, or what to change it back to? Yeah, there's a um, there's um, a danger in being too traditional. Uh, traditionalists may not always feel that way, but. It, the danger is that it's um, you, you could make Krishna consciousness not accessible to the world oh I read this I heard this story is amazing <laughs> this is this is so amazing should I tell you I'll tell you next year so I told it I think I may have told it last night or Saturday evening if you were in the class <laughs> You want to hear it? Do you want to hear it? Should I tell you? Let me think about it. Maybe I shouldn't tell you. So that works when you have an audience because it just makes them anxious. You just say that so they're so they okay. I want to hear it, so they pay attention. And it's called somebody called it salting. You get people ready so they listen. So the devotees went to Vrindavan and they cleaned up Prabhupada's room and while they were cleaning up Prabhupada's room they found a notepad and they found Prabhupada's to-do list and you know what was on his to-do list this is so interesting one of the items on his to-do list which I think we should all put on our to-do list was save the world from godlessness Hare Krishna isn't that interesting that was like one of the most amazing things I ever heard at least that day it was the most amazing thing it may be one of the most amazing things or inspiring things or unusual it, it's got a uniqueness on one of those categories doesn't it who puts on their to-do list save the world from godlessness okay we'll put that for eleven thirty. Chant my rounds take prasadam do a little exercise, and at eleven thirty, we'll save the world from godlessness. And one o'clock, we'll take prasadam and celebrate. That's on the. That's on your to-do list every day. That's your. That's our job every day. Sometimes I feel like hmm, our job is to save the world from um, false preachers. There's so many of them in Kali Yuga. Um, I mixed it up. I thought on Friday we finished the heart transplant doc. Yeah. I'm just reading this because I thought we didn't finish this, but I could be wrong. Did we come in here? Did we finish this document? Did we finish this story of Jai and Vijay? Heart transplant plantsman doc we finished questions about the spiritual world. yeah i can't remember that far back that's like me after all that's three days you have no idea what how much goes on in one day of my life i come i can easily forget what i was doing yesterday because i don't work on the same things every day i work on lots of different things and i lose track and i give many class i also give classes in between on the weekends this class and then i forget so that's why we have Kaminiya, to remind this old, senile man who can't remember what he was talking about. <laughs> Daily video quote on results may vary. Yeah, okay. But that, that is a Shastric statement for sure. Results may vary. You, if you read the Jiva Dharma, in the Jiva Dharma, which is a fiction novel, but one devotee said, "Well, it's it's not actually fiction. It's based on a it's based on a reality." So, these devotees meet their guru. He instructs them in nam tatva, about chanting, and they begin chanting and they go home. Chant sixty four rounds. And the, the Jiva Dharma is this. Conversation. They ask questions about so many things. In this section, they're asking about the holy name. And it describes in that section that, you know, they'd go home. Sometimes they'd stay up all night. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. You know, it's so interesting. You know, like, what, what could you do that would keep you up all night? Is there anything you could do? Like, I remember once I was recording... And you know, I went in the studio like seven o'clock, and then I look at my watch, and it's like, oh my God, it's two a.m. So then I thought, oh, on a This was years ago, on a kadasi. Well, uh, Pundit Neerja, I'll stay up all night, and the best way I could stay up, all night, I'll just record all night. That keeps me awake. I don't know if there's anything that would keep you awake, but the holy name kept them awake all night. And and they it in there is as I remember it. It describes that they chanted for a week, 64 rounds a day, and after a week, they had achieved Baba. And I was thinking, this is not fair. This is not fair! One week to bhava, and now I'm 50 years, and I'm not like, I'm not there yet. I don't cry every time I chant. I don't faint every time I chant. It's not fair, it's not fair. So, anyway, it's possible. That's the point. It's possible if a person is qualified, sincere, pure, and has so many other millions of good qualities developed in their past lives and very elevated, that could happen, one week to Bob. Should that, that be the subtitle? One week to Baba. That would attract a lot of devotees. And I'll start out and I'll say, I have the formula, one week to bhava, and you're going to learn it in this video. It's a secret formula I just discovered in a very special shastra, which you probably haven't read. This is going to be amazing. Stay tuned. And Everyone's like, wow, what is it? What's the secret? This is what I've been looking for. One week to bhava. And then I depress you by saying, Chant Hare Krishna Hanam for one week. And you're like, I can't do that. I can't chant pure holy name. Well, that's the one week to Bhav. Well, if you can't chant shoot Hanam for a week, 64 rounds also, then um, I guess you don't get Bhav in a week. You, you know? Good luck, Prabhu, with your... Good luck with your 16 whatever rounds you're chanting or counting or whatever you do while you chant. Good luck on that. Results may vary according to the quality of the chanter. Yeah. All right. Kaminiya has posted a letter. We're going to read it right now. This, as you can see, this class is going in many directions. But I think it's okay because I think it just, variety is the spice of life. <clears throat> oh, this is a question from our question document. Okay, so we're going to digress to a question. All right. We finished Jayan Vijay. Jayan Vijay is finished. Okay, they, they came back to go All right. Just see. I can't believe we finished. Are you sure we finished? Hmm. Let me read the last thing.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. We said, okay, we finished. We said that this pastime in the Bhagavatam was to glorify personalism by showing how impersonalists become devotees. Okay, so we are now reading from a letter... We're reading from letters about the spiritual world. And this, we left off a letter to Saradiya. So we're going to read. So we're back on track. We're actually not spacing out. Well, I'm spacing out, but thanks to Kamaniya, who was uh, there to remind me what I forgot. So this letter to Saradiya, and Sardia is the one who gave her husband Gayatri. Dietary thread anyway. You have asked how Krishna is with the spirit soul in the spiritual world and the answer is that Krishna is in the heart of the spirit soul or spiritual body. So Krishna is never apart from us. Either he remains in the heart of the material body or he remains in the heart of the spirit soul. This is Krishna's causeless mercy to all of his beloved children or living entities. So the next one is interesting. To answer your second question, you should know that Arjuna and Kunti Devi are not in Krishna loka. They are eternally associated with Krishna only in the material world. Just like Krishna is always in the spiritual world, so similarly he is always in the material world and his pastimes are going on there also. There means here. In the material world, Krishna also has eternal associates such as Arjuna and Kunti Devi. There is a difference between the body and soul of Arjuna and Kunti Devi. But although Arjuna is with Krishna in innumerable different material universes at one time, I read that again in case you were spacing out. But although Arjuna is with Krishna in innumerable different material universes at one time. Still, there is only one spirit soul. Who was Arjuna. Okay, you can stay up tonight thinking about that. was Arjuna in? Well, the first thing is, Prabhupada didn't say he's in two universes at the same time. He said innumerable. So, in case you take birth in another universe, you can... Find Bhagavad Gita at your local bookstore because Arjuna was in that universe. That's interesting. It, and so Arjuna expands and in every universe there's Arjuna, Krishna, Kunti, Pandavas, all that, and Bhagavad Gita is going on. Interesting. Spiritual world is interesting. It's you know it doesn't have like the same limitations that we have. But although Arjuna is with Krishna in innumerable different material universes, at one time still there is only one spirit soul who is Arjuna. Okay, figure that out. The spirit soul expands into many different bodies and thus you can understand that there are also incarnations of devotees as well as incarnations of Krishna. This is the power of the spirit soul, that it is unlimited. Such conception cannot be understood while one is still in the conditioned state. So the, the reason I put this letter up uh, was just, just now that we're talking about the spiritual world, just to give us, to, to set the foundational understanding, which is you can't understand. That's the understanding. If you understand that you can't understand, then you actually understand. And if you think you can understand, you haven't understood but you need to understand that you can understand, because the spiritual world is transcendental. Of course, you could understand when you're transcendental, when you're in a liberated state, beyond the beyond the bodily conception, purely in Krishna consciousness. Then you can understand. But Prabhupada's making this point like materially, this makes no sense. One soul and all, like how do you, one soul, innumerable bodies, that doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense according to the the way the material world works. The material world works under certain laws and certain dimensions. But the spiritual world is called Turiya, the fourth dimension. It's a different dimension. Turiya. So, now you have to, you know, at least conceive theoretically that it doesn't operate the way this world operates. So things are going to seem strange because we're looking at them through the physical, the way this physical universe works. According to the physical universe, it shouldn't work this way. And even according to our understanding, you can't cut the spirit soul but when Arjuna has innumerable forms. Okay. Put that on your to-do list that today you're going to figure that out. And if your brain cracks trying to figure it out, don't blame me, because I warned you, you can't figure it out. You can't figure it out until Krishna shows you when you're pure enough. So that's why I put that quote in, because I just I just wanted to establish the idea that we're going to start reading about things in the spiritual world, and a lot of times we're going to say, huh? What? It's not, it, because... We're just looking at it from the perspective of this world. There's a funny, funny morning walk. The devotees are somewhere in India or Europe or I mean, probably India. And the devotee says, Srila Prabhupada, this looks just like California. And the devotee's from California. And Prabhupada, Prabhupada said, Everywhere you go will look like California because you see everything through that lens. So. Oh, this street looks like a street in Los Angeles. Oh, this looks like San Francisco. Yeah, because that's your point of reference. So our point of reference is this is how the world works. And so I think what's going to happen is by reading and discussing the nature of the spiritual world, it's going to spin our head around. It's going to recalibrate our head. And we're going to start being able to see things a little differently. So this is the first first spin one Arjuna in innumerable universes in innumerable forms that was the first spin your head but I'm hoping after our head spins a while we'll get used to it and it'll actually start to make a little more sense and if it doesn't make sense that's okay because it's not supposed to (laughs) you know even the material world, read the fifth canto and tell me, you know, give me a report on what you understood about the structure of the universe. So even Prabhupada said he didn't understand it perfectly. And one he said, well, one of the things you realize when you don't understand perfectly the fifth canto, you realize is you don't understand it. And what's that realization? You realize the universe is pretty complicated. So complicated you don't understand it. And the universe is just one little energy of Krishna. A little like, yeah, material world. Okay. It's finished, created, it's going on by itself. Little little like side, you know, flick for Krishna. And that little drop of energy for Krishna is extremely complicated. So it so when you don't understand something, it just points to the fact that Krishna's amazing he can he can create something we can't understand and maintain it with just like eh okay it's done hey we need a universe okay it's finished it's all yours go ahead well how's it going to be maintained don't worry I'll take care of it but you're always playing don't worry I'll take care of it it doesn't doesn't require much of my energy I'll, I'll get Brahma to take care of it don't worry you know I'll expand as Vishnu he'll maintain it don't worry you know It's it's not a problem for me. So that's what we get often when we don't understand something. It's like, oh, okay. I'm not as smart as I thought. I'm not as big as I thought. That's what we're supposed to get. Okay, so let's read on. This is a question. This is 1966. This is also, I find, interesting. You know, when you're talking about things from 1966... You know, all these new people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, one day I gave, a couple of days I gave four classes. But four classes, an yeah, hour and a half each class. Yeah, but that when I do workshops, that's kind of natural. You know, it's like all day, eight hours. Yeah, so I'm used to it. But Krishna consciousness is wonderful and you can talk about it forever. Um, you know, Bhakti Siddhanta said you could put, put out a paper every day about Krishna so we could give a class non-stop. Ooh, Anna says we have to know what they did in their past life. Maybe they were just missing that week of chanting. Yeah, that's the hard reality. And what do we do in our last life? That we're still chanting. Prabhu, what do you feel when you chant? Nothing. Do you ever look at a devotee chant and it looks like they're feeling absolutely nothing, like they entered the void? Prabhu, don't chant in Brahman. It's not our process. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. And just like <laughs> that is Mahaprabhu saying, I'm so unfortunate, I have no attraction. That's our greatest misfortune. Not that we didn't win the lottery or we didn't get the, the job we applied for or we didn't get into the university we applied for. Our greatest misfortune is we chant Hare Krishna and what are you feeling Prabhu? Uh, I'm not feeling anything. Wow, that's amazing. I never met a person who doesn't feel anything. Yeah, Prabhu, when I chant, I don't feel anything. Is there a name for a person who doesn't feel anything? Like a, there must be some name like a. Like, can we make up a name like a monotron or something? Does anyone have a name? Is there such a thing? For a person who has no feelings? I used to feel everything, and still I started chanting Hare Krishna. Now I feel nothing. Sometimes in our Japa workshop, I say, So what did you feel? What did you feel when you were chanting? And they say, I didn't feel anything. And I say, how does it feel not to feel anything? So it's a bit of an impossibility to not feel anything. Because if you feel nothing, it feels kind of bad to feel nothing. How does it feel to feel nothing when you're chanting Hare Krishna? Yeah, it feels bad. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. How, did I, how did I get into that topic? Oh, yeah. Um, past life. Uh, yeah. So, so Anna, what I would say about this? At least, at least it points to practice now. Get better. Just in case you don't get perfect, you'll be doing good in your next life. One week to Bob. It may take another life to do it. Or it may take the end of this life. You'll get it in in one week. But as we've been saying many times, the further you progress in this life, the easier it's going to be, for sure. So, workshops, how to achieve bhava in one weekend. Okay, sounds good. But I can't give a money-back guarantee because results may vary. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Could take our whole life. We it's obviously we obvious we did a few things right in our past life, and a few things wrong. We did enough right things that were devotees. We did enough wrong things that were. It's not always easy to be a devotee, but you, as Prabhupada said. You have to start somewhere. And so we're all starting at different, different levels or different, different stages of progress. But be that as it may, at least we started, so we should celebrate. A lot of devotees are like, they're really, they look at themselves and their Krishna consciousness, they look at their minds, their past sins, and they look at it and they just get depressed. They go, this is horrible. I'm not very Krishna conscious. I'm not very good. I have, I have so many bad qualities and I should be doing things I don't do. And, nah, 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 nah. and it gets depressing. But we're devotees. That's amazing. So who cares about all that other stuff? We finally made it to the top of Mount Everest. Yeah, but it was such a hard trip and I almost died. and I got. To... But you're at top. Yeah, I know I'm on top. Look at the view. Yeah, it looks nice, but that trip was so hard and I was so bad. And, I'm, you know, it's like, what's wrong with you? You know, you made it to the top. Who cares how bad you were? So I think that's important. You know, we made it. We're here. Okay. Some of us, it will be more difficult. Some of us, it'll be easier. But we're here. Celebrate, you know. You know, this is it. How many people on the planet are devotees? And you're one of them. Celebrate. You are fortunate. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, Prabhu, you are fortunate. If there's no one next to you, I don't know what to do. Tell yourself, Prabhu, you are fortunate. Self, I'm talking to you. You are fortunate. You are most fortunate. Nobody's as fortunate as you. You are super fortunate. Param fortunate. Supremely fortunate. Mahabhag. Mahabhag, supremely fortunate. You know that verse? Bhagavanjiv. You're traveling through the universe, and if you become Jeev, greatly fortunate. Guru Kripa, Apaya, Bhakti lata Beach. You meet the Guru and get the Bhakti lata. Otherwise, you just travel through the universe, up and down, and left and right. So, Today, we're going to celebrate the fact that we are devotees. And even if you're bored when you chant Hare Krishna, at least you have the holy name. And someday, something's going to happen. Some tear will come to your eye. Oh, how not to be discouraged even or even envious seeing others achieving Baba quicker than us, we may uh, all do the same efforts, but the results may vary. Uh, How to not be envious? I don't like you. What did I do? You have Baba and I don't. It's not fair. I don't like you. Get out of here. Well, if that's how you feel, all I can say is I'll pray for you. I feel sorry for you. We were, we've were we been discussing in our classes on Tuesday night, Krishna Garshani, it's too late for you, but we've been discussing our classes on Tuesday night how when Rupa and Sanatana Goswami became disciples of Mahaprabhu and they got his mercy, everyone was so happy. Everyone was happy. They got so much mercy. It wasn't like the crowd was thinking, what about me? This is not fair. Why did they get it? I didn't get it. And then we read the story about Mahash Prataparudra. He also got mercy. And all the devotees were so happy that he got Mahāprabhu's mercy. So Prabhupāda's saying, that's a devotee. Someone else is advancing. Fantastic, you're happy. But the other thing is, when someone else is advancing, then you think, oh, this is possible. They must be doing something I'm not doing. It's possible to achieve bhāva in this life. They did it. That's encouraging. What if all the devotees were in complete Maya? You'd think, what's the use? doesn't work. But the fact that somebody is advancing, then you can think, you know, it works. He wasn't that much different than me. Before we were devotees, we kind of did the same thing. So that's encouraging. That means I could also achieve Baba. That's how we think, or should think, or I advise you, to, or recommend you to think. Gopis' expansions of Radharani in the spiritual world? No, it's not because, not exactly because, because gopis are all individuals. If one gopi expands into unlimited numbers of gopis, but that's Radharani, but Radharani is not jiva. But Arjuna is jiva. So Arjuna is kind of doing what God does. But Prabhupada said, well, jiva can do that because he's part of God. Even Socrates used to say, I know that, I don't know. And that's all I have to say about that. Satyarupa says, I remember something similar was mentioned about Prahlad Maharaj, that he is present at more than one place. One goes back to Krishna, another stays in the world. Uh, Never understood it. You may never understand it. Satyarupa, I want to give you a blessing you don't have to understand it it's fine the fact that you don't understand it proves Krishna consciousness is transcendental to the mind that's why you don't understand it because your mind there's no place in your mind for that idea is there but devotees are special they're a little bit like Krishna isn't it isn't it, it is you are special, Satyuruba. You could also expand. So, the next quote is on its way. Okay, we're going to read the next quote. Devotee, does the spiritual contain spatial relationships? Srila Prabhupada. Huh? What? What does he say? Are things bounded by space, devotee, are things bounded by space in the spiritual world? In other words, Prabhupada, yes, yes. That is only spiritual. You have got a material space. Similarly, there is spiritual space. As you, as you have got material body, similarly, you have got spiritual body. So, the point Prabhupada making is that You know, these three dimensions, time, space, and what's the other one? Time. What are the three dimensions we live in? Length, width, breath. Time, space, and... I never paid attention to science, excuse me for my ignorance. But... Excuse, Hare Krishna. There, there are these things in the spiritual world, but they're not material. Did you know there's time in the spiritual world? time for Krishna to go out and dance with the gopis it's time for him to eat lunch it's time to go out with the cows there's time, there's time but it's eternal and it's illuminated by the body of Krishna so there's no need of sun and sunset but it's like there's morning and evening and like, why? why? because that time is different, that time is (coughs) <coughs> Excuse me. It's spiritual. It's it's necessary for the leelas so it's engaged. That time is engaged in the service of Krishna. And that time is not making anybody old. Oh you ladies, I know you don't like to get old. You don't like to get wrinkles. You don't like gray hair and you don't like nobody does even the men. So, go back to Godhead. No old age. Mm. So, but there may be somebody older there because you may need some older person for the lila. So, you'll have somebody older. Oh, but I thought you don't get old in the spiritual world. Well, you may need somebody older than somebody else, but you're all eternal How can somebody be older? And you don't get old, so how can it become older? Because it's necessary to enhance the lila for Krishna's pleasure. So these things happen. That's it. That's how you understand anything that's going on in the spiritual world is solely for Krishna's pleasure. That's all. If it's needed for his pleasure, it'll manifest spiritually. Very interesting, prabhu. It is very interesting what you are saying. Yeah, it's so interesting. We could talk about it constantly. Ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find this link to Radio Ram. Oh, it's on my phone. I have to give you this link about. Don Yamaraj's game show where they guess somebody's karma what's your karma? and the game show takes place after you die and all the panelists are dead people have died and they guess his karma according to the modes of nature and they ask him questions and they find out what mode he's in and then according to the mode the mode determines your next life okay so we'll go to the next conversation this is um, in Washington D.C. And Shri Damodar, a, who was was studying or what, had had received his PhD or was working on his PhD. Chemical some what was he doing? In chemistry. But Sri Prabhupada, is this valid to conclude that the spirit, that spirit, spiritual world or life is very complex? Prabhupada, not complex. It is simply spirit. In the material world, it is complex. In the spiritual world, it is simple. Hmm. Is it all right? Is it understood? I guess he was asking the question on behalf of someone else. Maybe Sadaputa was asking the question. Sadaputa says, spirit means completely different from matter. Rupa Anuga. The whole idea is that the matter, where it's not touched by spirit, it's not very complicated. When there's life, then you have such a complication like a body. The human body is very complicated because life is there. Without life, Prabhupada, no. Just like a machine, it can be complicated. But as soon as you put the plug in, gada, 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 comes. The electricity is not complicated. The machine is complicated. That's Interesting. The spirit gives life to the body. The spirit is not complicated. The body is complicated. Spirit is like electricity. It's straightforward. The machine is complicated. Turn it on like a printing press. Good on, good on, Okay. So we're going to read the next one coming in. Marco says, In Krishna consciousness, the happiness and success of others are a source of pleasure, an opportunity for ecstasy and pure joy. This is the difference uh, within the material world where we are always envious and jealous of good luck, of the good results of others. This can be a good indicator what our consciousness is like, and how far we are advancing, definitely. I told you... um, wait for Kamania to get the next quote up. Did I tell you the story about this friend I had who had like a different girlfriend every Thursday? And I'd look at him and say, oh man, why him and not me? Of course, now I feel sorry for him having a different girlfriend every week. But One day we are talking, and he was telling me how depressed he was. And I thought, if you have a girlfriend, I mean, I was like 16, I thought, if you have a, girl, a different girlfriend every week, you, you're a, you must be like living on cloud nine. And he said, I'm totally depressed, miserable. That was an eye-opener for me. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you're envious of somebody. Because it looks like everything is great, but if you're not Krishna conscious, everything's not great. And even if you are Krishna conscious, you still have a material body and still you're in the material world. So even though it looks great, it's not always great. And Krishna Karshani knows she has inside experience of how difficult it can be sometimes to be a guru. And, you know, sometimes people will look at a guru and say, well, look at him, everyone's serving him, and he's got the life. And, uh, not exactly. It, it, may, it may look like that, but, you know. Every, every person in every situation is difficult. And, yeah, this guy is very wealthy. Yeah, but you don't know, he works like 16 hours a day. And you don't know that last year he lost like a half a million dollars when his business partner ran off with his wife and took the money. You know, it's like all these things, you know. This is real life. It happens. And so we're envious of somebody, and you know, you look at their life and you realize, ooh, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. <clears throat> you realize your shoes are better. So that's important. So this next conversation, July nineteenth, nineteen seventy. Is that up there? Da-da-da. Thank you for mentioning that no matter what you feel, we must keep chanting. Day before yesterday, I was feeling the same that I am not doing any progress. Chapa, my mind is going here and there. Mm thinking of something else, not only Krishna, I keep knocking on my head and said to the mind not to go anywhere apart from Sri Krishna. No. Here's what you do, Sangita. This is time-tested and proven strategy for controlling the mind during Japa. Excuse me. You have to completely turn off your life. If you just can turn off your life, if you can just like forget about what is going on in your life, what has gone on or what will go on in an hour or two, if you can just stop thinking about what you're going to do, stop thinking about what you want to do, what you don't want to do, stop thinking about how your body feels, just stop thinking about your life, you will be amazed at how focused you are in chanting. It's like incredible. This is my, I think this is one of my Mahabhakyas of japa, my great, great word of japa. If you can do this, you don't have to try to control your mind. You don't have to do anything because your mind will go nowhere because it's got nowhere to go other than to chant because you've just turned your life off. So what's your mind going to do if it's, you know, if you die, what's your mind going to do? It's got nothing to do. There's no body to do anything, so you kind of just die during japa, and then you'll see there's nothing left but the holy name. It's just you and the holy name. There's nothing else to do. Right? What, it's like what if you're like on a desert island and there was a big refrigerator and you got there's nothing. You got one cook with all the food you want. You've got nothing to do. You can't do anything. You can't go shopping. There's no internet. Right? It's just like the the ocean is contaminated. it is all you can do. So what do you? So it'd probably be easier to chant because you can't do anything. There's no planning because nothing's gonna happen. You're just all you can do is read and chant. So try it. Because I don't, I personally don't think it's the best use of your energy to put all this energy in trying to control your mind while you're still, completely connected with your with your mind and body and your life you can't control your mind when you've connected with it and if if you ever get to this point where you're just chanting and hearing and nothing else is going on it's because you stop thinking about you retired your life while you're chanting so why wait for 8 rounds or 12 rounds or 13 rounds or 84 rounds before you can do that just do it before you start chanting It's amazing, you'll see. If you could just do that, that's all you have to do. Just do that. You don't have to fight with your mind because there'll be nothing to fight with. It won't go anywhere. It's got nothing to do. You're just not even... You're not even here. So try that. It works. Okay, so we have a room conversation with Brebati Nandana. Dash. This is London
1: yes ha hmm. ha landanishwara
0: rebati nandana says that i understand the question is suppose this yogi he has got full knowledge he does not know krishna and therefore he is meditating on paramatma and he attains vaikuntha is it possible that because he hadn't got full knowledge. Prabhupada, no. He has to go simply by Paramatma conception. He cannot go to Vaikuntha. <laughs> Interesting. So, impersonal Brahman and Paramatma. It's not complete. Vibhati nandan. can he later go from Vaikuntha to Goloka? Can that happen? Prabhupada, yes. There is such instances can go. So, there you have it straight from Srila Prabhupada, you can go from Vaikuntha to Goloka. Which is important to know in case you end up in Vaikuntha and you don't like it there. Unlikely that members of ISKCON would want to go to Vaikuntha or would end up there. But it's just as a point of information, it's, it's dynamic. Krishna, you know, will give you what you want, and if that's what you want, he'll give it to you. It's nice. But if a devotee knows Krishna, if he knows of Krishna, then wherever he is destined, he will go perfectly to his perfect position, just like Bhishma knew Krishna, Prabhupada. Ma jano yantimam, Krishna devotees, they go directly, especially those who are worshipping Krishna through Maha Mahaprabhu. They go directly to Krishna Loka. go straight to Krishna Loka do not stop in Vaikuntha and collect two hundred dollars straight to Vaikuntha that's transcendental monopoly Vevati Nandan what about like the case of Deva, where he knew about Krishna in Goloka and he went to Krishna as Parthasarati Prabhupada no Krishna he understood Krishna as Narayana he will go to Vaikuntha Dev. interesting but he had full knowledge of everything as a mahajan he knew also Prabhupada but he loved Narayan so you see what Prabhupada is saying you you, whatever your Ishtadev is the lord you're worshipping that's where you'll go Yes, Nanand, Yes, that was his constitutional position. That's all right, Prabhupada. Just like sometimes Madhurya Ras is the greatest humor. Nanand, Prabhupada. Madhurya Rasa, conjugal love. But still, there are devotees who prefer parental love, friendly love. That is liking. In other words, he's saying Bhishmade was attracted to Narayan form, Vishnu-foran form. And, and then Prabhupada saying, even conjugal love is the highest, it's not that everyone's attracted to it, because we're individual. Everyone has got his own liking, but they are all the same, all the same. There is no difference between Krishna devotee and Narayan devotee. They're all the, it, but it is their liking, varieties of liking. Rebhoti nandana. Another related question that also arose. These come in Bhagavat class, with the devotees, because they think about the questions and sometimes they come up with nice ones. When Krishna is incarnating, so this is the question, when Krishna is incarnating in his plenary incarnations, like Baraha, Nisringha, like that, Prabhupada, that is the material world. yes. And sometimes devotees become devoted to those forms. Are there corresponding planets in Vaikuntha to those forms? Is there a planet of Nishinga Loka? Yeah, the Vaikata sphere. Prabhupada. So far I know, those planets are here within the material world. In other words, there's no Lord Nasringad doesn't have the Prabhupada saying his own planet in the spiritual world. As far as I know, those planets are here within the material world. nandan, wherever he is appearing. Prabhupada, even Ramachandra, so far I've heard all the Vaikuntas Krishna is in his forum form, form. Hmm? but those devotees will eventually go there those kinds of devotees like devotees of Sitaram they will attain the spiritual sky in their various positions Prabhupada yes all right thank you very much so there's some confusion um, certain forms avatars of Krishna do not have eternal planets, where will they go if you worship that form? And one thing we understand is that if you worship Krishna, then it's like you don't have to worry about so many things. And the other thing we understand is you worship Krishna according to your taste, your rasa. The other thing we understand is that we are, by the mercy of Mahaprabhu, being directed to cultivate and being given the Maha Mantra, which helps us cultivate bhakti in the mood of the residents of Braj, not in the mood of the residents of Bhakranta. So we were saying how we're fortunate, and bhakti is rare. The, the real fortune is understood when we realize the real fortune, no, not understood, the real fortune is, if our fortune is fully experienced when we contemplate the reality that we are not only going back to godhead but we're given a ticket to enter into braj and we're given a process to help us develop love in the mood of the gopis uh, which in uh, the residence of vrindavan which is much higher than the love of the residents of baikunta so even though we're here in the material world even though it's difficult even though we've done so many bad things Even though, even though, even though this, even though that. We are being trained. We're being gleaned. What's the word? When you go to a preparatory school, private school, is the word gleaned? You're being gleaned? Is there another word? We're being gleaned to be residents of Vrindavan. Cured? No, I'm thinking of a word I can't. Maybe that's the word I'm thinking of. Is there another word coming in? We're being, you know, preparatory school. What are you being prepared for? You're being gleaned to be maternal associate of Krishna in Brindaban. So that's amazing. If that doesn't make you feel good, I don't know what will make you feel good. Aside from chocolate ice cream, I don't know. Maybe that'll make you feel better. But if chocolate ice cream makes you feel better than what I just said, I'm going to pray for you tonight before I go to bed. Because, you know, like, like <laughs> would you just think about what I said and then you have some, like, excuse, I'm not happy in Krishna consciousness or it's so hard and, you know, this and that and so many bodies left. It's like, what is wrong with you? You have no right to not be happy. But you just meditate on that reality. We have no right to be discouraged, to be unhappy, to be bored. That's just like, that is off the charts amazing. So, you just take shelter of Prabhupada's lotus feet. It's, you're good. You're good to go. Go into the highest position. Okay. We have Eight minutes, we can read some more unless you have some comments
1: or questions.
0: For some reason, my, my phone usually moves as you write comments. Now it's not moving, so I don't see them. We should create Krishna Monopoly and instead of money, should be japa rounds. How about mercy points? you get 10 gold stars from your guru oh, you get the chance 16 extra rounds today ah! Sankita says today I was hearing my 6 guru guru ma that one has to get twice initiated unless and otherwise one serves Krishna's deities in person appear pure chanting his holy name one can go today I was hearing from one of my Siksha guru ma, mothers that one has to get twice initiated unless and otherwise one serves Krishna's deities in person with pure chanting his holy name one can not go back to the spiritual world that's what Mataji has learned through Bhagavatam. I'm not exactly sure what you're saying. You're saying you have to be, you have to chant purely or you have to be second initiated. Whether you're second initiated or not, you have to chant purely, that's for sure. Um, But the interesting thing about going back to Godhead, it's kind of like, you know, the way I look at it, it's like, it's like, you want to go, It's like the story I told in 1976 when the devotees needed a place to build Rathya and they went to Donald Trump and he had just bought some property and it was just sitting idle and he let them do it. So it's kind of like sometimes in going back to Godhead there is a little bit of Krishna saying okay, we'll let you in. And as soon as you walk through the gate it's like purified. So you know, we have a lot of we have a lot of faith in in Prabhupada's mercy. So Prabhupada said sixteen rounds in four principles. Now, as far as second initiation and first initiation, which one is more important or which one is most complete? And the answer is Prabhupada gave the answer. <laughs> Sometimes he said, First initiation is most important. Sometimes he said second initiation is most important. What we understand is that the holy name is most important and second initiation can help you with the holy name. But what's most important is to chant purely. And if you chant purely, you'll be qualified. So if you want to go back to Godhead, chant purely. That's that's a fact. And Prabhupada said, if you worship deities, it helps you. Prabhupada said, 16 16 rounds, four principles, you go back to God. And he said it many times. Now, you can say, but there's so many other things that would help you. And the way I understand it is that so many things will help you chant purely. But it's the pure chanting. Yeah, pure chanting will purify us. And so many other things will purify us so that we can chant purely and it's the pure chanting that will get us back to Godhead. But there are always exceptions and there's always back door. There's always someone who's going to let you in the back door. So our faith is we take shelter in Prabhupada and we follow what he wants and then you don't have to worry. But yes, we should try to chant purely because that is the process. Groomed. Exactly. Exactly. I was I was looking for a word and the person who came up from the word is not even a native English speaker. That's amazing. It makes me Katie, I feel very humbled now. I didn't know the word. So we're being groomed. What did I say? Cured? Gleaned? Maybe those are synonyms. We're being groomed to go to Braja. Wow, how fortunate You're in the preparatory school Mahaprabhu's preparatory school Who's grooming you To become a resident of Vrindavan And you're going to write me a letter And say, I'm not happy in Krishna consciousness And I'm going to say What is wrong with you? Some wires need to be reconnected up there You're you're in the preparatory school To enter into The mood of the residents of Vrindavan That ecstasy, eternal ecstasy Oh, I'm not happy. Isn't that enough to make you happy? Okay. You want to be more Krishna conscious than you are now. We understand that. You want to get married to a nice guy. We understand that. You want to have nice service. We understand that. Those are all obvious challenges we have to deal with. But still, putting this umbrella over everything that we have this nam, prema nam, which is preparing us to be Residents of Radhavan In the ecstasy of Mahaprabhu's mood. That's, that's like, okay, that's good enough. Right? For everything. Does your body on the same planet of Krishna's resemble your constitutional body? I'm not sure what you mean. Does your body on... On the same planet of Krishna. You mean by Kunta or Braja? Yeah. When you go back there, don't worry. You'll have the right body. Your body's actually waiting for you. It's it's your rasa is there. It's just you gotta pick it up again. You gotta pick I don't want to say again necessarily, you have to pick it up. Your body's waking. Anuradha. If our, so if our focus in meditation is Mahaprabhu and we feel closer to him, <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> yes, it's okay. Because Mahaprabhu will take you to brunch. Uh, maybe my question is silly. Like in reading deity worship, For example, for worship, of course, Radha and Krishna are first, and the standard is higher. <coughs> if you, if you worship Lord Chaitanya, he'll take you to the lotus feet of Radha and Krishna, because he is Radha and Krishna.
1: If you worship Lord Caitanya.
0: You will get to Radha Krishna. There's a verse like that. If you get the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, then you'll get the dust of Radharani's feet. Something like that. That's how it works. You know what's interesting about it? That we have this problem. Actually, we have many problems. This is one of them. Maybe one of the bigger ones. When we see Radha and Krishna, we think there's a boy, there's a girl. And so when we think boy and girl, we think of lust. Of course, we know there's nothing uh, to do, there's no lust in the leelas of Radha and Krishna. But still, because there's lust in our heart when we see Radha and Krishna, then it can, in an immature state, arouse if not the sexual desire, arouse that conception to some degree. But in Mahaprabhu, even though Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna, but there's only a man, so there's no male-female, so it doesn't arouse that misconception. So worship Mahaprabhu is very safe. And Mahaprabhu's associates, who are gopis, are now all in the form of renunciates. So it's good for Kali Yuga we may may not be qualified to worship Radha Krishna. And I was told the Prabhupada said that in in some places uh, where temples were having problems, it was because of offenses to the deities. And rather than install Radha Krishna, we could install Thai, because they won't take offense. Just worship Lord Chaitanya, and he will bring you to Radha Krishna. That's it. and Yeah, so many verses are like that. (sighs) Okay, we're going to end now. We'll see you tomorrow. I don't think I have anything on my schedule today. Let me check. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. We'll put you on pause. Today, I'm a free man. I'm a liberated soul. Nothing else on my schedule other than 180 other things I have to do. So nothing I can't say nothing else in my nothing, no classes on my schedule but okay so we will see you tomorrow in the oh uh, you know, will we oh he's asking will we take a, yeah you'll take yeah um well at least you'll have a um a, you'll take birth in the rasa that you're in that you're cultivating whether that's your eternal form that is a good question and I cannot give an authoritative answer at this point if, when we go into Krishna Leela on this planet will the form we take be or, if I had a guess I would say it's in the rasa but not the form so it's still a material body as far as I know so how could it be um With chanting purely, we can go to the spiritual world without first or second initiation. Whoa, 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 I could get in trouble for answering this question. The answer is yes, but. The answer is yes, but, and remind me tomorrow to answer this question before class, the but part. I'm reading too that to worship Radha and Krishna deities is the highest form of worship. One has to be twice initiated. Yeah, of course. Uh, I heard from many classes that one can chant and go back to Godhead without doubt. The Holy Name will liberate everyone. Okay. Yeah, I have time for my. Yeah, I'm going to go over my. No time to do list and don't want to do list. I have time for that. Good. Hare Krishna. Jai Prabhupada.